There you go, Theophilus. Kind of sing it a little bit, you know, like Ralph the dog. So like a song? Yeah, it's a song. Coddleson, 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 Coddleson pie. A fly can't bird, a but <laughs> a fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. Ask me a what? riddle and I reply. Coddleson, 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 Coddleson pie. Oh. He really made it his own. Yeah, he added a couple extra Coddlestons. <laughs> Coddleson, 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 Coddleson. Okay, everybody, as of last time, we were in the middle of the book Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, which here's the thing. Wait, don't we have to say this is Fire the Cannon? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Here's the thing. This is Fire the Cannon. You were not about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you say it, Theophilus? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fire the Cannon. Hit it, Rach. It's a podcast where we talk about literature, hopefully in a fun and comedic way. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel. Rach for short, or Trespassers R. I'm the other host, Jack for short, or Trespassers J. And I'm Theo, the producer, also known as Hoglet, my favorite character from Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, welcome to Fire the Cannon podcast yet again. And our previous episode, we read the first five chapters of Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, which is how Wikipedia says his name's supposed to be said. But people also keep calling him Milne. Milne? Milna. My dad calls him that. The guy who read the audiobook that I sent you called him Milne. I wonder if that's like an American thing to call him that. But anyway, whatever. He's dead. So we can say his name however we want. We don't have to pronounce his name right. (laughs) Oh, cool. Also, welcome back to America. America. For Jackie. Welcome back, America, to the Fire (laughs) the Cannon podcast. We're so glad you're all listening. Yeah, I got back uh, pretty recently. got back a few hours ago. Yeah. What time is it? It's like 1.30, almost 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I went to bed this morning at 9. I'm doing great. Back to you. Where were you, though? People don't know where you left, too. Where were you? People don't know where I left. (laughs) I think people know. Uh, uh, I was in Singapore for three weeks. It was a little bit of a rough trip on the way back, but we made it. When the plane landed, it felt like like none of us expected it to land, like the the flight attendants included. What? It was like we were flying, and then it was like we hit a wall, and it was like, whoa, what happened? And then I was like, oh, the plane landed, because I thought we just flew into a mountain. Hmm. Like, it was very abrupt. But you were, like, near the ground. Well, I didn't know that. It was nighttime, and the windows were closed, and I was in the aisle, and also I had my eyes closed, and also I can't think of any other excuses. (laughs) You were in the seat next to the aisle. Yes, I wasn't standing in the aisle. I think I would be dead. Wait. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) But they they did the whole thing where they were like, in 30 minutes, we're going to land. Make sure you tighten those seatbelts or whatever. Right? That's funny, yeah. I mean, it would have been funnier if they hadn't done that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we knew we were going to land at some point, but it, we didn't know it was going to happen right that minute. And mm. when it did happen, it was very sudden. Yeah. I can kind of tell you haven't been in a plane that's crashed into a mountain before, because I don't think it's the same. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> like, you know what happened. Well, I thought we hit something, like a force field. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. But don't you have a story? Oh, yeah, my story. Um, okay, so my phone took a little dippy bath. And okay, where you drop it? Where you drop your phone? And why? Where? What do you mean? Theo doesn't know. Does Theo know? I don't know. No. Oh, so it's embarrassing. <sighs> I told Steven. I didn't tell Theo. <laughs> it's a little. I don't. Huh. 
Do I have to say it on the podcast? I was listening to our own podcast. <laughs> In the shower. What? Because so, someone. <laughs> someone. Okay, guys. I, I always listen to podcasts in the shower. I always listen to something in the shower because I have to or I get distracted. I need, like, stimulation all the time. Anyway, the guy on Twitter who tagged us and said, like, oh, my gosh, the first 10 minutes of this Ada Palmer episode are blowing my mind, which if you haven't heard those first 10 minutes, go listen to them and then listen to the other 120 minutes or whatever is left. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said I like to, like, listen to the podcast from, like, different angles. So I was like, I'm going to listen to those first 10 minutes while I shower and see what was so mind-blowing about it because I hadn't heard it in a while. So I was listening to it, and some water got in my phone, and the whole thing died, and I had to spend many, many, many doll hairs to fix it. So thanks, guy on Twitter. Thanks, guy um, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's his you owe me a phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, see, in my shower at home, there's a there's a place you could put it where it's not going to get wet, but in Joshua's shower in Singapore, I had it balancing behind the faucet. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I had done that for the other three weeks, and nothing happened. Granted, I only showered one time in that three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Can you can you put it on the toilet outside the shower and still hear it, maybe? No. Is it a possibility? I mean, she's not in Singapore anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I know she's going to do it again. <laughs> she might not go back to Singapore. Well, she's going to go to some other shower, and it's not going to have her weird, like, phone alcove <laughs> that she seems to have. It's going to run into the same problem. A nightmare. Well, the one time I did put my phone outside the shower, Joshua made fun of me for, again, listening to my own podcast. But that was because we had a new episode and I had to listen to the draft. So to avoid his mockery, yeah. you destroyed your cell phone. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You can't let him mock you. Yeah, you can't let him mock So anyway, you. I didn't have a phone, so I had to replace it. But I got to L.A. on my layover and I was like, all right, I have like 13 hours in this podunk town. What the heck can I even do here anyway? <laughs> Fly over country. I uh, can't wait till I get back home to the good old midwest where things happen so anyway i had it at this repair shop and the guy was trying to fix it and so you can't do anything without a phone i'm realizing especially in la for some reason so i went into this restaurant and sat down and the guy like you know said okay like scan the qr code for the menu and i said oh can i have a physical menu because i don't have a phone and he looked at me really weird and he said okay but we only take cards you know that right (laughs) like so he thought you were like a luddite (laughs) i don't own anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Money? What's that? <laughs> like you thought you were taking a principled stand against the grid. Yeah. Right. Which is funny because the very first thing I said to him was, do you have Wi-Fi? Because that would determine if I would eat there or not because I needed some somewhere to put my laptop. Maybe he was thinking it was like, we do have Wi-Fi and then you were going to leave. <laughs> I hate Wi-Fi. I need my restaurant to be a Faraday cage or I'm not coming in here. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I, need a, I need a physical menu. I don't have a phone. And he was like... Uh, you should have said I recently broke my phone because I'm worried that they were thinking, oh, she's some kind of weird anti-vaxxer who like wants to put germs <laughs> on a menu. <laughs> I asked if they had Wi-Fi and I got my laptop out. Like, what does that have I to do? I said anti-vaxxer. I didn't say anything about. She's saying you're trying to spread your germs by touching a menu is what she's saying. Oh. Yeah, because the reason they switched to QR codes. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, in that situation, I probably would have, I wouldn't have asked for a physical menu. I would have said, can you recite the menu? <laughs> By heart, without breaking eye contact. And there may be a tip for you if you do it well. <laughs> so it was, it was weird. I even like, he thought I was going to cut him a check or something. I don't know. Mm. You pay him in gold bullion. Mm. Ooh, like a cube. Um, uh, you know, I have then, a gold coin. <laughs> what? 
(laughs) I have one gold coin. Did I tell you about this? One year for Christmas, my mom had asked all of us to give her like a Christmas list or something. Mm -hmm. And I guess we didn't do a good job. So she just bought us all gold coins. (laughs) What? Wow. Okay. She just bought us gold coins. (laughs) Is she like trying to go back to the gold standard? I think it's like just in case, but I don't know where that coin is. I think she's holding on to all of them for us. So maybe it was just an excuse to get herself a a dragon's hoard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How how rich is the coin in the way of how much it's worth, I say? I think it was like a $50 gold coin. I don't know. Actually, maybe it was $50. Sweet. That's cheap for a gold coin, right? If I had brought that to the restaurant and they said, you know, we only take cards, right? I would have been like, what about this guy? And then I hand him my $50 gold coin. That would have covered like half a latte in LA. It might have been more than $50, but I don't remember. I think it had a panda stamped on it. Oh, that's pretty cute. But yeah, my mom was like, I can't wait for you guys to give me your Christmas lists anymore. So you're getting gold. Wow. That, yeah, that's serious wait, insensitive. There's one last part to my wait, story. Can I say one more thing that... about the golden coin, though? But wait, can I? <laughs> the thing is, as soon as you start owning gold coins, that means that anyone who kills you can take your gold coins from you. That's how I feel about it. Whereas with money, jewels, they can't do it. <laughs> they no. just can't. Well, it's just, I mean, Rachel mentioned the dragon's hoard. That's what it really feels like. It's like whoever slays Rachel now uh, gets her gold coin. Is doing it because of the hoard. Yeah. They're going to have to go to my mom, though, and say, hey, I killed Rachel. Can I have her gold coin? And then she'll kill them. <laughs> and she'll be like, fair, fair. I understand. No, she'll kill them in revenge. No. Just like, uh, what you would call him? Grendel's mother tried to do. Tried oh, to do. Grendel and his mom. Listen to our Beowulf episodes if you want to hear about killing people for their gold. Yeah, but look what happened to Grindel's mother. I'm just saying, open call. It's a possibility. Okay. Open call. <laughs> Listen, audience, it's still illegal to kill someone even if they own a gold coin. But I hear the laws are changing on worth that. Worth 50 whole dollars. Well, the last part of my story I, is I that- I don't know how much it's worth. God my mom it. might be listening and be like, how dare you? It's worth $100. <laughs> okay. Jackie needs to finish her story about her gold coin or whatever it was. Well, now it's going to be really anticlimactic. But basically, the end of the story is just that after all of this, and he gave me the menu, I sat there and sat there and sat there, and I never came back. And there were like four people walking back and forth in front of me and there was like nobody else here and I was like I guess maybe I have to order at the counter so I just like got up and they were like oh did you want to order something <laughs> they thought I was just gonna sit there and look at it when you scan the QR code is it does it take you to a site where you like you do like a whole checkout thing no it's just a menu you sure no could be he was asking everybody else for their order it was just me he was like oh she doesn't uh, have a phone so she probably can't pay for anything even though she told me she has a card <laughs> you always get weird service at restaurants <laughs> I know who, who are these four people who were walking around in front of you were they employees or were they oh I think they were ghosts actually that might have explained why they didn't do anything uh, yeah yeah Hmm. They kept just shaking my table and saying, leave, leave. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I don't get it. These people are rude. Yeah. Yeah, right. Leave, leave. I love that. The idea of a ghost working in a restaurant, but unable to fight its own nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, boo. I mean, uh, fuck, what would you like to drink or something like that? Can I get you some pancakes with boo berries like that? No. Yeah. No. Well, now we're so sad. We can't continue. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about Pooh Bear. All right. So we're on chapter six of Winnie the Pooh, in which Eeyore has a birthday and gets two presents is chapter six. Oh, also, I want to do like a character ranking at the end of the book. Uh, in terms of strength? Smallness? Not size. Just strength and how much we like them. Okay. Like power level, not physical strength. 
All right, here we go. Eeyore is looking at his reflection in the water and just like saying sad things, just like looking at himself and just going, ugh, pathetic, pathetic, that's what it is. And walking around and looking at his reflection and calling himself pathetic. Oh. And <laughs> I know. And who does shows he know up? what it is? Because donkeys don't have like a concept of self, right? He might just be thinking he's looking at some other donkey. No, he's not really a donkey. Isn't he a stuffed donkey? He's a stuffed animal donkey, yeah. Oh, yeah. they do have concepts of selves. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Winnie the Pooh arrives and he says, good morning. And Eeyore says, Aww. good morning, Pooh, if it is a good morning, which, which I, I doubt. doubt. Whoa. And Pooh's like, what do you mean? And he says, oh, nothing. We can't all and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Pooh says, we can't all what? Eeyore says, gaiety song and dance here we go around the mulberry bush <laughs> i mean he keeps going <laughs> so um theo in the last episode you said some people have compared you to eeyore why is that is it because you just look at yourself in the mirror and say pathetic that's what that guy is <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know who he is but i hate him <laughs> did you ever say we can't all and some of us don't <laughs> it sounds like something i might say yeah well anyway so eeyore complains a little bit more and then says he's not complaining and then Pooh is confused so he sits down on a big rock and starts singing coddleston pie <laughs> which theo sang the first verse or Kind of, I don't know. He did like an interpretive reading of the first verse. <laughs> you want to do the whole thing, Jackie? Because there's a few of them. So Winnie the Pooh is basically just like this conversation is going nowhere. I'm just going to sing to myself. No, he's confused, and he's confused by it. And he's like, I need to think about it. It sounds kind of like a riddle. And then he's like, Oh, Coddleston Pie. That's kind of a riddle. So he starts singing Coddleston Pie, <laughs> and after he sings each verse. <laughs> It says, like, the first one, it says, when he finished, Eeyore didn't actually say he didn't like it. So Pooh very kindly sang the second verse. And after the second <laughs> verse, it's like, Eeyore still said nothing. So Pooh hummed the third verse to himself. But anyway, Jackie, go ahead. Coddleston, 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 pie. A uh, bird? Hold on. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. A fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. A fish can't whistle and neither can I. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Why does a chicken? I don't know why. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Why does a chicken? Why does a chicken? I don't know why. I don't know why. Verse verse is definitely the best. You think? Yeah. <laughs> fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. That actually makes sense and is kind of clever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the rest is great. Nah. Eeyore's depressed. Eeyore is genuinely very sad. He says, he's like, that's right, Pooh. Enjoy yourself. And Pooh says, I am. And Eeyore says, well, some great. can. <laughs> but anyway, so he explains, he's like, I'm sad. Or he's like, why should I be sad? It's my birthday. It's the happiest day of the year. And Pooh's like, oh my God, it's your birthday? And he's like, yeah, can't you tell? Look at all my presents. Look at my birthday cake. <laughs> but it's not there. Yeah. Oh. Pooh says, where? And he's Eeyore's like, you can't see them? And Pooh says, no. And Eeyore says, neither can I. Joke. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Now he's Borat. Joke. Ha ha. Pooh's like, but is it actually your birthday? And Eeyore says, it is. Wow. This uh, episode, this chapter made me a little bit sad. I mean, at first, but anyway, there's- No, it gets sadder. <laughs> there's some more funny banter, I will say. But so- Well, we don't have to read all that. Eeyore and I differ because I don't particularly- care about my birthday so that's how we're different oh okay 
Theo doesn't really want birthday presents because if someone gives him presents, then he's worried that he has to give them presents exactly. for their birthday. And he does have to, but he doesn't do it. I'd rather no gifts be exchanged, ever. He doesn't have to. Like, it's rude for him not to return birthday presents, pointing at myself. Well, it's rude of other people to give me birthday presents, IMO. <laughs> yeah, if someone <laughs> if someone so. says their preference is not to get a birthday present and you give them one anyway. It's true. No, that his preference isn't to not get one. It's to not be expected to give one. No, I would rather not get them, honestly. Okay, I'll still expect you to give me one. Nah. Anyway, so Eeyore's pretty sad, and Winnie the Pooh can't handle it, so he's like, well, stay right there. So he runs away, and he's thinking, I have to give him a present. And when he gets home, he sees that Piglet's outside his door jumping up and down, and Piglet's like, oh, I was trying to reach your door knocker, and Pooh's like, oh, I'll knock for you. And so he knocks on his own door. Oh, that dumb bear. And nobody answers, so he keeps knocking, and finally Piglet's like, Pooh, that's your house. <laughs> All right, so Pooh's like, hey, I have a small jar of honey, and I'm going to give it to Eeyore as a present because it's his birthday. And Piglet's like, can I give it too so it's from both of us? Pooh says, no, that's not a good plan. Piglet is both of my sisters every year and you're at Pooh. every Mother's Day and every Mother's <laughs> Birthday and every Dad's Birthday and every Christmas and every Hanukkah and every Halloween and every St. Patrick's Day. Why? Why don't you say what Piglet's response is? <laughs> he says, all right, then I'll give him a balloon. I've got one left over from my own birthday party. Yep. Regifter. So here's the problem. While Pooh's on his way, he gets starts to get hungry and he's like, oh, Uh-oh. good thing I brought this honey with me. He's got a rumbly in his tumbly. And then he starts to eat the honey. And as soon as he's done, he remembers, oh my gosh, I was on my way to give this to Eeyore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is just a really cruel commentary on what it's like to live with short-term memory loss. Mm. I don't think it's cruel. It all works out for Pooh in the end. God, he's just struggling, though. He's just dumb. He is struggling. No, he's struggling. He's just a bear of very little brain. He's fine. Just because you don't have a memory. Anyway, so Winnie the Pooh is like, well, it's still a nice pot, even if it doesn't have honey. So I'm going to wash it and have someone write a happy birthday on it. And then Eeyore can keep things in it. So he goes to find Owl. Because you remember, Owl is one of the ones who can supposedly spell. Yeah, He's right. a man of letters. So he and Owl have some banter. Owl's like, well, you should write a happy birthday on it. And Pooh's like, yeah, I wanted you to do it. Because my spelling is wobbly. It's good spelling, but it wobbles. And the letters get in the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> they always just wind up somewhere else. Yeah. He bullshits, but it's very cute when he does it. It is cute. He's always just like, well, I could do this, but you could do it better. <laughs> yeah. So Owl's like, that is a pretty nice pot. Can I give it too? And it'll be from both of us. And Pooh's like, no. What if he was like, yeah, sure. And then only Piglet doesn't have his name on the pot. <laughs> Piglet would be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Everybody else pile in this pot. <laughs> Group birthday present. <laughs> so anyway, so Owl's getting ready to write and he's like, well, wait a second, Pooh. Are you able to read? And Pooh's like, well, when Christopher Robin tells me what something says, then I can read it. Mm -hmm. So Owl's like, oh, okay. That's perfect. Then I'll just tell you what I've written and then you can read it. Do you want to read it, mm -hmm. Jackie? <laughs> what he's actually written is hippie peppy Who was like, wow, that's really long. And he's like, yeah, that's how you spell a happy birthday. He's like, well, the, actually, I wrote a very happy birthday with love from Pooh. That's, that's why it's a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is happening, Piglet, he's got his balloon and he's holding on really tight because he doesn't want it to blow away. This is the part that made me sad. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sad. He's like, I want to get there first so that Eeyore will think that I just thought of giving him a present without anyone telling me. Uh, they all have vices. Did you notice this? They I all know. have vices. 
Yeah, Piglet always wants to be the one who thought of something first. Mm. I mean, a lot of them have that issue. But, but so Piglet's Piglet. like, I need to run, I need to run. But he trips and falls flat and he hears a loud bang. And first he thinks the whole world blew up. Who shot me? Then he thinks <laughs> the forest blew up. Then he thinks maybe I blew up and now I'm alone on the moon. <laughs> blew up is the is the phrase. Yeah. It says he thought the whole world had blown up. So after a while, he's like, okay, maybe I blew up and now I'm on the moon. And he's like, well, even if I'm on the moon, I don't need to be face downwards all the time. (laughs) Better make the most of a bad situation. Yeah. So Piglet, he's like, well, what made such a loud noise? And where did my balloon go? What's that small piece of damp rag? And then he realizes... It's the balloon. Someone call Hercule Poirot. Yeah. So he's pretty sad. <laughs> What's this little bit of cork and why is there so much blood? <laughs> we really did need Poirot for that. Yeah. <laughs> Although Piglet solved it faster than he did. It only took him like one sentence to do Poirot a whole book <laughs> to figure out if something's a balloon. Yeah, well, pigs are pretty smart. Mm. So anyway, Piglet's sad, but he walks over to Eeyore and he's like, hey, I came to say many happy returns of the day. And Eeyore's like, what? And he's like, many happy, what, what? So Eeyore keeps like holding a paw up to his ear so he can hear it. And he's like, what are you saying? Is Eeyore old? No, he's just surprised someone would say that. And Eeyore says, meaning me? Piglet's like, of course. Eeyore says, my birthday? Yes. Me having a real birthday? And Piglet says, yes, Eeyore. And I've brought you a present. (laughs) It keeps going with Eeyore being like, a present? Me? For me. For my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Tell my other ear that because I just can't believe it. So he says, I brought you a balloon. And it's very sad because Eeyore is like, a balloon? Song and dance and gaiety and like a big colored thing. And he's like, yeah, but I fell down and I broke it. And Eeyore's like, oh, well, you didn't hurt yourself, did you? And he said, no, I didn't. But I, I popped the balloon. And he's like, my birthday balloon? My present? <laughs> oh, gosh. And then he's like, what color was it? When it was a balloon, and Piglet says it was red. And then he says, red, that's my favorite color. And then he's like, well, how big was it? And Piglet says, oh, it was about the size of me. And he said, as big as Piglet, that's my favorite size. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think he has a crush on Piglet. No, not at all. (laughs) If you have a crush on someone, you you look at them and you're like, look them head to toe. And then you're like, that's "That's my my favorite favorite size. size. Yeah. Okay, so Pooh shows up, and he's like, many happy returns of the day, and Eeyore says very gloomily, thank you, Pooh, I'm having them. Mm-hmm. Pooh's like, I've brought you a present, and Eeyore says, I've had it, and he's like, no, it's a different present. Here, it's it. a useful <laughs> pot, and it says, a very happy birthday with love from Pooh. It's for putting things in. And Piglet's sitting all the way over there, crying with his little head in his paws. It's so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Why is he crying? Because he broke the balloon. <laughs> he broke the balloon. Mm. <laughs> I feel way more sad for Piglet than I do for Eeyore. I like that Owl's like, can we share the present? Pooh says no, and Owl's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> to get him anything. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Eeyore sees the pot, and he gets really excited because he's like, oh, I believe my balloon will go in that pot. And Pooh's like, no, balloons are way too big to go into pots. And Eeyore's like, not mine. The one time he knew something and he was wrong. That poor guy. (laughs) He goes, not mine. Look at this, Piglet. And Eeyore opens the pot. He picks the balloon up with his teeth, puts it in the pot, takes it out, puts it down. He goes back and forth. And Pooh and Piglet are like, it goes in and it comes out. And Eeyore's like, it doesn't it? It goes in and out and like anything. (laughs) So Pooh says, I'm... I'm glad I thought of giving you a useful pot to put things in. And Piglet's like, I'm glad I thought of giving you something to put in a useful pot. But yours just happily 
taking things wow. in and out of the pot. And at this point, it cuts back to our frame narrative of Christopher Robin. You want to talk about it, Jackie? Christopher Robin's like, did I give him anything? And A.A. A. Milne is like, yeah, of course you did. You gave him a, a, what was it? And Christopher Robin's like, oh, I gave him a box of paint to paint things with. And then he's like, well, why didn't I give it to him in that morning of his birthday? And he was like, well, it's because you were so busy getting his party ready for him. He had a cake and three candles and his name and pink sugar. And Christopher Robin's like, yeah, 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 shut up. I remember. <laughs> Cuts him off. <laughs> so then does it happen? Does Eeyore then get his birthday because of that? Yep. Yeah. Isn't that nice? But I don't know. Happiness is fleeting for him, it seems. <laughs> Not for me. For the rest of us, happiness exists all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So chapter seven, this is the chapter where the new characters are introduced and Jackie was like, I don't know if people can handle them. <laughs> okay, I, I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> but it's called in which... Okay, look, but two things happen. Yeah, true. Because what are they? Kanga and Rue come to the forest and Piglet has a bath. Right, very traumatic. So, so Kanga and Rue just show up out of nowhere and Pooh asks... How did they come here? Christopher Robin says, in the usual way, if you know what I mean. And Pooh doesn't know, but he says, oh, yeah, in the usual way. And then he goes to talk to Piglet and Rabbit, and they're, like, discussing these newcomers to the woods. Whoa. Yeah, this is like a little vignette about, like, racism or prejudice, right? They're just like, well, here's the thing. They, they look are weird, prejudiced. and they don't belong here, so we need to get rid of them. <laughs> and how do we get rid of them? Rabbit's the ringleader. Rabbit's like, here we are, you, Pooh, you, Piglet, me, and suddenly, and Pooh's like, and Eeyore. And he's like, okay, and Eeyore. And Pooh's like, and Owl. Anyway, so it goes back and forth. So Rabbit's like, yeah. here we are. Suddenly we wake up one morning, and what do we find? We find a strange animal among us. An animal of whom we had never even heard before. An animal who carries her family about with her in her pocket. Suppose I carried my family about with me in my pocket. How many pockets should I want? <laughs> I mean, it turns out he would need like 18 pockets, because he'd need 17 pockets for his friends and relations, and one for a handkerchief. I honestly thought it was going to be more. I mean, nobody else has family. (laughs) So Rabbit's like, yeah, that's so weird of her to do that. We can't stand for this. So what are we going to do? And Rabbit's plan is to kidnap her child and threaten her and say, we'll give him back if you leave the woods. Whoa, really? And never come back. Yeah. Does he actually say the word kidnap? He said, steal baby Rue and hide him. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like a kidnapping. Is it yeah. better to steal a baby than to kidnap? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just wondering, because that kidnapping is such a, it's kind of a scary word. I just wondered if that was your... Oh, yeah, steal. Well, I do have to say, though, I steal has a, a ring of finality about it that kidnap doesn't. <laughs> like kidnap might be a ransom thing, and then you give them back. Yeah, steal is like just, I'm taking this Rue. Mm. He's coming with me. But so instead of straight up saying we're blackmailing you, he's like... We need to say aha when she asks, where's baby Rue? Pooh's like, well, we could still say aha even if we don't steal baby Rue. <laughs> and Rabbit's like, Pooh, you idiot. We're saying aha because then Kanga will know that we know where the baby is and that aha means we'll tell you where he is if you promise to go away and never come back. Yeah, she'll get all that. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, he says, yeah, well, we can still say it even if we don't do the thing. And it says, Pooh, said Rabbit kindly. You haven't any brain, I know, <laughs> said Pooh humbly. <laughs> so cute. Pretty sad. So Pooh <laughs> has to practice saying aha because he has to. He wants it to mean, you know, we have your child and we'll give him back whatever. And he's like, but that's so complicated. I wonder if Kanga is going to have to practice understanding what aha means. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. The other thing is Piglet's, you know, kind of cowardly and afraid of everything. So he says, here's the thing. I've heard that 
kangas are very fierce creatures. And especially if you deprive a fierce creature of its young, it becomes as fierce as two fierce creatures. In which case, aha is probably a foolish thing to say. Rabbit says, Piglet, you haven't any pluck. And he's like, well, it's I'm, I'm really small, so it's hard to be brave. And Rabbit's like, well, it's because you're small. I'm a very small animal. Yeah, I'm only a very small animal. Well, it's because you're very small that you will be useful. And Piglet gets so excited to be useful that he totally forgets he was afraid. Pooh says, well, what about me? I want to be useful. Piglet's like, yeah, maybe next time, Pooh, whatever. And Rabbit's like, no, Pooh, you are central to this operation. And Piglet, like, tries to pretend he's not disappointed that Pooh is also useful. useful. Piglet is terrible. (laughs) He's like a little kid. No, he's worse. Worse than a He's little. He's worse than a little kid. That's ter- That's no, really not. bad. Yeah, yeah, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, so Pooh's excited when he hears that. It says he stands in a corner of the room by himself and says proudly to himself, impossible without me, that sort of bear. Whoa, <laughs> damn. But so Rabbit, he starts writing down something, and he reads it out, and it says, plan to capture baby Roo. First mistake right there, never title your plan, your evil plan. (laughs) Don't write it down, because you know that's just exposition for bad thing. (laughs) It doesn't happen in this case, but it could. So it says, plan to capture baby Roo. Number one, general remarks. Kanga runs faster than any of us, even me. Two, more general remarks. Kanga never takes her eye off baby Roo except when he's safely buttoned up in her pocket. Three, therefore, if we are to capture baby Roo, we must get a long start because Kanga runs faster than any of us, even me. C1. Four, a thought. If Roo had jumped out of Kanga's pocket and Piglet had jumped in, Kanga wouldn't know the difference because Piglet is a very small animal. Did you see that coming, Thea? (laughs) That's genius. Point five, like Roo. Point six. But Kanga would have to be looking the other way first so as not to see Piglet jumping in. Seven, C.2. Eight, another thought. But if Pig, but if Pooh was talking to her very excitedly, she might look the other way for a moment. Nine, and then I could run away with Rue. Ten, quickly. Eleven, and Kanga wouldn't discover the difference until afterwards. That's their plan. And so Piglet is standing there. It says he's just opening his mouth and closing it silently over and over again. And then he says, what happens afterwards? <laughs> and he says, well, that's when we all jump out, all three of us, and say, ah Oh, also Rabbit had said, oh, you know, kangaroos or kangas are only fierce in the winter months. So Piglet's like, is what you said about the winter months true? And Rabbit's like, what? What thing about the winter months? <laughs> you know, about them not being fierce. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. All right. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> wow. So Pooh decides he's going to tell Kanga a little bit of poetry, and that's going to distract her. Jackie. <gasps> Poetry. Are you thinking of yourself as Pooh at this point? Oh. Ah, I kind of am, yeah. And Cyrano. The power of the written word. Yeah, to to kidnap children. (laughs) Anyway, so they all go out to look for Kanga, and I always loved this part. It says, the mom and baby were in a sandy part of the forest, and baby Roo was practicing very small jumps in the sand, and every time falling down mouse holes and climbing out of them. And the whole time his mom is saying, just one more jump, dear, and then we have to go home. And she's saying that after every jump. And he's small enough to fit in a mouse hole? He must be like a little M. Or a big mouse. I mean, if he's living in the pouch, he's kind of an embryo. So Rue's really excited. He's like, look at me jumping, Pooh. But at this point, Rabbit and Piglet show up. And Rue's like, everyone, watch me jump. So they're kind of watching for a while. And then Pooh says to Kanga, oh, are you interested in poetry at all? And she says, hardly at all. Oh, shit. (laughs) Pooh's a little bit like, oh. The plan is unfurling. (laughs) So Rabbit has to force him to continue with the plan. (laughs) So he goes, well, speaking of poetry, (laughs) which you're not interested in, I guess, uh, I made up a little piece. Do you want to hear it? And she's like, yeah, 
oh, awesome. Okay, all right, cut, time to go. And he's like, all right, you're going to love it. You got to listen to it. You got to listen really carefully. Rabbit and Piglet are like, you have to hear this poetry. <laughs> he begins, and it's called Lines Written by a Bear of Very Little Brain. On Monday, when the sun is hot, I wonder to myself a lot. Now, is it true or is it not that what is which and which is what? On Tuesday, when it hails and snows, the feeling on me grows and grows that hardly anybody knows if those are these or these are those. On Wednesday, when the sky is blue and I have nothing else to do, I sometimes wonder if it's true that who is what and what is who. On Thursday, when it starts to freeze and hoarfrost twinkles on the trees, how very readily one sees that these are who's. But whose are these? On Friday, and Kanga's like, yeah, that's, yep, that's true. All right, let's go, Rue. I gotta go. <laughs> Time to go And he's home. like, wait, d- uh, have you ever noticed that thing right over there, that poem right behind you? And Kanga's no, like, what? Tree, so they tree try to, behind like, you, not poem behind you. <laughs> talking of poetry, have you ever noticed that tree right over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone teams up. Rabbit and Piglet are like, no, seriously, look at that tree. You have to see it. And Pooh's like, I can see a bird in it. Or is it a fish? Rabbit's like, you've got to see that bird or maybe a fish. (laughs) And finally, she turns around. Rabbit says, all right, in you go, Rue. And then he picks up Piglet. Piglet jump, or sorry, he picks up Rue. Piglet jumps into the pouch. And then Rabbit and Rue run away really fast. And Kanga turns around and she's like, where'd they go? And Pooh's like, oh, they both remembered they suddenly had to do something just now. Yeah. And then she goes, uh, okay, that's weird. Well, all right, Rue, you good in there? And then Piglet makes a little Rue noise, and she's like, all right. So she hops away home. She doesn't even look down? Piglet's in her pouch. He's way snuggled in there. But So Pooh's watching her jump away, and he's like, wow, I wish I could jump like that. So he just stays there, and he forgets the whole plan, and he just practices jumping for a few hours. See, this is why they don't give women pockets in our clothes anymore. <laughs> we can get up to too much mischief, accidentally bringing home an adult instead of a child, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. You would just keep your baby in your pocket if you had bigger pockets, yeah. which is very unhealthy for the baby. So Piglet's hating this. like He's hating riding around in the pouch. He's getting jostled all over the place. Because she's bouncing and bouncing. So she unbuttons her pocket when she gets home. I guess there's a button. Yeah. Anyway, so she she thought she was afraid for a moment and I felt very bad for her because that would be terrifying, right? Like you think you brought home your baby and you open it up and there's like... your neighbor. (laughs) Your neighbor. Yeah. It's your pig neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. So then she she realizes though, well, Christopher Robin would never let anything happen to Rue. So they must just be playing a joke on me. So you know what? I'm going to play a joke back on them. So she pretends that Piglet is Rue and she won't give up the ruse at all. And she's like... (laughs) Oh my God. Well... Yeah, so she's like, time for bed, but you should take a bath first. And Piglet keeps trying to say, aha, aha. Oh, that's and so Kang good. And is like, you know what? I think you should have to take a cold bath. Would you like that, Rue? Oh. Piglet hates baths. And he's like, Kanga, I see the time has come to speak plainly. And she's like, you're being silly. Oh, my gosh. Piglet's like, I'm not Rue. I'm Piglet. Wow. <laughs> it gets so cold. She's like, oh, yes. Imitating his little voice, too. So clever, Rue. And then she's like, he says, haven't you got eyes? Can't you see? And she's like, yeah, I'm looking. And if you keep making faces like Piglet's, you're going to grow up to look like him and then think how sorry you'll be. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So it's not that she took Piglet home. It's that her son is just making a Piglet face. Yeah. Yeah. And then she keeps telling him, like, stop doing that because you're otherwise you're going to end up looking like him. And that would be awful. You're going to get stuck like Piglet. So So she dunks him in the bath and she starts 
scrubbing him, scrubbing him, and Piglet's like, let me out, I'm Piglet, and she keeps saying, don't open your mouth, or the soap's gonna go in, and she keeps, every time he talks, she puts more soap in his mouth. And then she says, all right, well, now it's time for your medicine, and he's like, (laughs) what medicine? And she says, oh, the kind to make you grow big and strong. You don't want to grow up small and weak like Piglet, do you? (laughs) All right. (laughs) And just then, Christopher Robin comes in, I'm imagining this like a a Kramer scenario, like, (laughs) just sliding on in, and he's like, hey, hey, Piglet says, Christopher Robin, tell her who I am. I'm Piglet. I'm not Rue. I'm not Rue, am I? And he's like, yeah, well, you're not Rue, because I definitely I- <laughs> just saw Rue over there at Rabbit's house. And then Piglet's like, okay, well, then tell her I'm Piglet. And then he looks at him again, and he's like, well, I don't think you're Piglet, because I know Piglet, and I know Piglet's not this color, because he's just had a bath, and now he's all clean. <laughs> it says Piglet was going to say it was because he just had a bath, but then he thought, uh, I don't want to say that, I guess because it's embarrassing to be a totally different color after a bath. <laughs> oh, you're so dirty. And also, like, your friend just, like, forcefully gave you a bath, and he's like, yeah, I guess I just had this bath happen to me that I didn't want. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as he opens his mouth, she, she puts the medicine in. So Kanga's like, well, I knew it was wasn't Piglet, but I wonder who it is. And Christopher Robin says, it's probably one of Pooh's relatives, maybe a nephew or an uncle. Wait, so is Christopher Robin playing along with Kanga at this point, or is he also confused? I don't know if Christopher Robin's playing along or if he legitimately is like, this is a totally different creature. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Kang is like, we're going to have to give it a different name because we don't know who this is. And Christopher Robin says, I shall call it Poodle. Henry Poodle for short. Poodle is how it's spelled. Poodle. Not like a poodle, like yeah. a dog. It's P-O-O-T-E-L. Mm. Poodle. And now they're referring to him as it. I shall call it Poodle. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> Christopher Robin gets to name everyone. He does. He's like Adam. Now the narrator starts referring to Piglet as Henry Poodle. So it says, Henry Poodle wiggled down of Kanga's arms and never had Henry Poodle Piglet run so fast as he had then. And he didn't stop running until he got quite close to his house. But when he gets pretty far away, he stops and he rolls on the ground a while. So he starts to look like himself again. It gets himself dirty again. Mm. But so there's mm-hmm. a wonderful ending to this adventure, which is that every Tuesday, Rue spends the day with his great friend Rabbit. Because Rabbit discovered that he really likes Rue. Like, that's what came of this kidnapping. Oh, yeah. He really likes him. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, I love this little guy. He's charming. Yeah. Racism Aww. over. Yeah. And then Kanga <laughs> spends the day with her great friend Pooh, teaching him how to jump. And Piglet spends the day with his great friend Christopher Robin. So every everyone's happy. Hmm. But... God forbid any of their paths cross on that Tuesday because then it's a cage fight. (laughs) But what do you think, Theo? What do you think about Henry Poodle Piglet? That was a really cute one. I like that a lot. (laughs) That Kanga, she's got some spunk. Why don't you write a Winnie the... You should write a Winnie the Pooh piece now that it's in the public domain. It is? Oh, yeah. That's the whole reason we're doing it because it's in public domain. (laughs) You you could just... You could become known as the public domain composer. Just something every time something... I think most composers are the public domain composer. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're always, like, breaking the law to write their music. Uh, Whoa, I never thought about this. Winnie the Pooh? What if you did write, like, a Winnie the Pooh opera or something? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. It would be so amazing. And now you know how good it is, right? Like, this stuff wasn't in the TV show. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Eeyore's got some music. I can feel it. Boom. 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 Okay. Like that? Yeah. Mm, I'd probably do something much uh, more sophisticated, but yeah. Like... (laughs) Boom. Boom. Yeah, just slower. Oh, nice. Boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, 
<laughs> All right. So chapter eight, in which Christopher Robin leads an expedition to the North Pole. Pooh goes up to the top of the forest, which is where Christopher Robin lives, and he decides he wants to see if his friend Christopher Robin is interested in bears at all. That's it. That's not explained. <laughs> so he decides to start making up a little song. Do we have to talk about the song? Nah. Yeah, Fuck you it. have to. Just read a little bit of it. I mean, it's you should read it, Theo. It's very funny because it's about how, <laughs> I mean, he's composing. So what? <laughs> yeah, he shows his creative process. He starts here. with one line, which is sing ho for the life of a bear. And he's like, that's a great line, but I can't think of the next line. Yeah. So he's like, what if I sang hi for the life of a bear? And he's like, eh, no. So he says, I'll sing the first line twice. And if I sing it very quickly, perhaps I'll find myself singing the third and fourth lines before I even have time to think of them. And that will be a good song. So go ahead, Jackie. So he says, sing ho for the life of a bear. Sing ho for the life of a bear. I don't much mind if it rains or snows because I've got a lot of honey on my nice new nose. I don't much care if it snows or thaws because I've got a lot of honey on my nice clean paws. Oh, Oh, sing ho for a bear. Sing ho for a poo. And I'll have a little something in an hour or two. (laughs) And then he keeps singing the song and he's like, well, pretty soon that last line isn't going to be true anymore because it's going to be less than an hour or two. So he just turns that line into a hum. Yeah. Mm. You don't want to sing something untrue. Because he couldn't sing a lie. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so he sees Christopher Robin putting on his boots, and Pooh's like, oh, nice adventure. So he's helping Christopher Robin get ready, and Christopher Robin's like, we're going on an expedition. And, of course, Pooh thinks it's an expotition. Mm -hmm. Pooh's like, oh, that's awesome. So Christopher Robin says, we're going to discover the North Pole. Pooh asks what it is, and Christopher Robin carelessly says, it's just a thing you discover. Mm -hmm. The narrator says Christopher Robin wasn't quite sure himself. Pooh's like, oh, are bears any good at discovering it? And he's like, they are. And Rabbit and Kanga and all of you. It's an expedition. And an expedition means a long line of everybody. So you get everyone ready. I'm going to get my gun. And everyone has to bring provisions. (laughs) I kind of like how Pooh really identifies as a bear. You know what I mean? Like that factors into everything he does. Like ho for the life of a bear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That sort of bear. Yeah. Is a bear good at that? Yeah. It's like. I gotta know. I gotta know. So Pooh's supposed to go off and find everybody and tell them about the expotition. So he goes and he finds Rabbit and uh, apparently, so I here I'm like, Pooh is like the the original face blind person, like the original prosopagnosiac because he goes up to Rabbit and says, hello Rabbit, is that you? And Rabbit <laughs> says one of my favorite things, which is, let's pretend it isn't and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, well, I've got a message for you. And Rabbit says, thanks, I'll give it to him. And he's like, well, we're all going on an expedition with Christopher Robin, and we're going to discover a pole. Or is it a mole? I can't remember. Anyway, we're going to discover it. Rabbit asks, what's an expedition when we're on it? And Pooh says, it's a sort of boat, I think. And Rabbit's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, all right, so we're going to discover the pole or the mole, and you go get Kanga, I'm going to go get Piglet. So this part, I think, Theo will like. So um, he finds Piglet, and it says, Piglet's sitting on the ground, blowing on a dandelion. This is very funny. (laughs) Very charming of Piglet. (laughs) Yeah, he's blowing on a dandelion, wondering whether it would be this year, next year, sometime, or never. He had just discovered that it would be never, and was trying to remember what it was, and hoping it wasn't anything nice when Pooh came up. (laughs) So he's like, all right, we're going to discover something. And Piglet's like, oh, no, is it going to be something fierce? And he says, well, Christopher Robin didn't say it would be fierce. He just said it had an X. And Piglet says, it isn't their necks, I mind. It's their teeth. 
But anyway, I think we'll be fine. That took me a minute to get. Oh my god, that's so good. So they get the expedition, yeah. and everyone's all these lined characters. Up. They say things that I wish I thought to say. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's in the Theo genre, but it's like it's just so much better than Theo normally does. The Theo genre this is what you're striving for. Yeah, like if you could be this good at misunderstanding, you would be so happy. Yes, exactly. You admire their craftsmanship. I do. Game recognized game. Piglet. <laughs> but they're not intentionally understanding. Theo, I think what you have to do is become dumber. Because mm. they're genuinely misunderstanding all this shit. Take a page out of my book. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Self burn so you couldn't do it first. But anyway. So they're all in the line, and all of Rabbit's friends and relations are also there. And Rabbit's like, I didn't invite them. They just came on their own. They can march at the end after Eeyore. And Eeyore's like, look, I didn't want to come in the first place. I'm only here to oblige. But here I am. And if I'm here, I want to be at the end. Because now, every time I want to sit down for a rest, I'll have to brush away half a dozen of Rabbit's smaller friends and relations. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's not going to be an expo whatever it is. It's going to be a confused noise. Wow. Wait, are the friends and relations actually coming or did they yeah yeah they're all in a long line they're at the back of the line everyone's single file i don't like that but that's okay you don't like it no you're gonna like it you will (laughs) like it so anyway of course Pooh's making up another song here it is here it is they all went off to discover the pole owl and piglet and rabbit and all it's a thing you discover as i've been told by owl and piglet and rabbit and all eeyore christopher robin and Pooh, and rabbit's relations all went too and where the pole was none of them knew Sing hey for owl and rabbit and all. Christopher Robin is like, he says to Pooh, hush, we're coming to a dangerous place. So everyone turns around and says it to the one behind them. Mm-hmm. Hush, 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 hush. And then Eeyore, who's at the end, except for all of the little friends and relations behind him, turns around and in a terrible voice says, hush. And then they all hastily to each other say, hush, 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 hush. Back, back, back. Yeah, until it gets to the last one of all. And the last and smallest (laughs) friend in relation was so upset to find the whole expotician saying hush to him that he buried himself head downwards in a crack in the ground and stayed there for two days until the danger was over and then went home in a great hurry and lived quietly with his aunt ever afterwards. His name was Alexander Beetle. Whoa. (laughs) That's it. That must be a friend, right? Not a relation, if he's a beetle. No, it's a relation. It doesn't say he's a beetle. It says his name was Alexander Beetle, but we don't know what he yeah, is. Yeah, we don't know if he's a beetle. I always assumed he was a rabbit. I always assumed he was a rabbit, you too. You think he's a beetle, Theo? Yeah. Actually, Theo, you're the. that's the only time I've ever thought he might be a beetle. He crawled into a crack. He's the smallest, and he crawled into a crack. A little tiny rabbit could do that. And his name is Beetle. And then it said he scuttled home with his antenna or something. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> Twitching. Yeah. Rolled a ball of dung in front of him. <laughs> no, Theo. Theo's trying yeah. to do that thing that he wants to do where he misunderstands words. It says he went home to live with his aunt, not his antenna. <laughs> I'm going to look at this picture book and see if there's a picture of Alexander Beetle. I can find a picture of a beetle for you if you want. I'll just Google it. <laughs> I really liked imagining that Alexander Beetle was just a teeny tiny rabbit. But can you oh, imagine? Oh like, my gosh, was... in the book, he's a beetle. What? <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> You're shocked? You thought he was a beetle. I know, but then I had two people telling me I was a fucking fool. (laughs) And so then I was like... We didn't say you were a fucking fool. We said we always assumed he was a rabbit. That's how it felt. Always. (sighs) Always since yesterday when I read this, I've always assumed he was a rabbit. Well, now we know he was a beetle. Um, I mean, Alexander Beetle's not as good of a name for a beetle as it is for a rabbit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
But just like the poor guy, he hid his head in a crack for two days, and then he lived with his aunt forever. Quietly. Quietly. He never left. He never made a sound again. You know what I thought was going to happen? No. Mm -hmm. I thought the hush was going to get more and more intense with each person until at the end, the smallest person got blown away by the hush. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be pretty funny. What I thought you were going to say that you thought was going to happen is it gets louder and louder and louder until eventually the whole expedition is saying, hush, and then everybody in the whole forest gets scared. I think everybody in the whole forest is already in the line with them. Well, maybe not Alexander (laughs) Beadle's aunt. No, clearly not. So anyway, so there's like a little bit of an argument or a discussion about an ambush because, of course, Pooh's like, what kind of bush? A gorse bush? And anyway, so Owl's trying to explain, but every time he says something, Piglet's like, uh, I was going to explain it and then just copies what Owl said. Whatever. So anyway, so there's a little confusion. And at one point, Owl says, we are not talking about gorse bushes. And Pooh says, I am. <laughs> so anyway, they're climbing and they get to a stream. And Christopher Robin's like, let's eat all of our provisions now. And Pooh's like, our what? And <laughs> Piglet's like, everything we brought. So they start eating everything. And um, Christopher Robin's like, does everyone have something? And Eeyore's like, all except me, as usual. He looks around and he's like, I don't suppose anyone's sitting on a thistle by any chance? And Pooh's like, oh, I am. Ouch. Eeyore's like, oh, great. If you're done with it, I'm going to eat it. (laughs) So he's like, a little consideration next time. It doesn't do them any good to sit on them. Um, So at this point, Christopher Robin takes Rabbit aside and whispers to him and says, I don't want the other ones to hear, but do you know what the North Pole is? is (laughs) what it looks like what it looks like yeah how do we find it and he was like see because i did know once but i kind of forgot and rabbit this is i thought this was cool but rabbit says you know it's funny because i've sort of forgotten too although i did know once i took that like more literally than just rabbit bullshitting i was like huh anything christopher robin knows the animals also know and anything he doesn't know the animals don't know oh because he's making up the story because he is the animals i mean that's not true at all with poo what do you mean (laughs) like obviously because he doesn't really know anything because christopher robin has said what provisions are like five times and every time poo's like what how about the animals can't know more than Christopher Robin. Yeah, it doesn't go the other way. We'll see. But so basically, Rabbit's just kind of copying Christopher Robin and bullshitting. So Rabbit, Christopher Robin's like, do you think it's just a pole stuck in the ground? And Rabbit's like, it has to be because it was called a pole. And if it is a pole, well, it's probably sticking in the ground. And Christopher Robin's like, yes, that's what I thought. And they're like, well, where is it sticking? And so they realize that's what they're looking for. I keep wondering if these stories come from actual interactions that Milne had with his son. That's what I imagine. Was there one point where his son was like thinking that it was a North Pole, like it was truly a pole, like he was confused? That's my guess is that he was like, dad, I'm going to go play in the woods today and I'm going to look for the North Pole. And his dad would have been like, oh, what is the North Pole? And he's like, oh, you know, it's just a pole stuck in the ground. I I honestly thought it's just a thing you discover. I thought that was more realistic. (laughs) What do you mean? I remember, I may have told the story before, but I remember like one time when me and my sister were little and Madeline's two and a half years younger than me and she like just found something on the ground and she was like, look, Jacqueline. A clue. A clue. And I was like, a clue about what? And she was like, just a clue. And I was like, well, you can't just have a clue. You have to like have something you're trying to solve. Oh my gosh. Let some whimsy into your life. I was so frustrated with her. I was like, that's not how it works, <sighs> Madeline. You can't have a clue without there being a mystery you're trying to solve. But like, that's what little kids do. They'll just be like, I don't know. 
it's just a clue. It's just a thing you discover. Like Lydia used to do a thing where she would stay at my grandma and aunt's house and she would be digging in the front yard and they just had like a lot of rocks in the ground. So she would dig and dig and every time she found a rock, she would pull it out of the ground and say, I was looking for that and hand it to my aunt. And every <laughs> single time she found a rock, she was looking for it. Where did she get that from? That's a line from a movie. It must be. I don't know. I was looking for that. Another time we were in the car and there was a police car behind us. She was about five. Uh-huh. There's a police car behind us. She looked out the back of the van and she goes, oh no, it's the fizz. <laughs> like, the what? Where did you hear that? <laughs> oh, she means the fuzz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fizz, that's fine. But this North Pole confusion thing reminds me of, like, the first wedding I ever went to when I was, like, a little kid. I remember sitting next to my mom at this wedding, and I I was getting so bored and I was getting so impatient, and I like, nudged my mom, and I was like, Mom, when is the part when we get wet? Because I thought it was a wetting instead of a wedding. Yeah. Where's the water slide? <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So, like, I feel like something as simple as that could turn into some story. Yeah. Like, I feel like just a little confusion about, like, what the North Pole is could turn into an expedition to the North Pole as a story. You know what I mean? <laughs> an expedition. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, expedition. Were you excited about the part where you get wet? Or were yeah. you like, oh, God, like, are they going to, like, dump something on us and we're not going to know when it's going to happen? Like, like a carry situation? <laughs> a carry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting wet with pig's blood no i loved uh, i loved swimming i loved water i just wanted to get wet i wasn't at all concerned that everyone around me was dressed nicely and we were all just gonna get wet (laughs) you're just like theo's gonna get wet that's all i care about right Yeah, okay. So anyway, they are kind of resting by the riverbank. Rue's washing his face and paws, and Kanga is telling everyone proudly this is the first time he's ever washed his face by himself. (laughs) And it says Owl's telling her an interesting anecdote full of long words like encyclopedia and rhododendron, to which Kanga wasn't listening. So anyway, so Eeyore's like, I don't really hold with this modern washing behind the ears nonsense. What do you think, Pooh? Pooh starts to talk, but he gets interrupted because all of a sudden— Rue falls in the river. Oh, no. And he's, like, being rushed around through this pool of water, and he's squeaking, look at me swimming! And then he falls down a waterfall (laughs) into another pool, (laughs) and he keeps saying, look at me swimming! And his mom's like, are you sure you're all right? (laughs) And he's, like, loving it. He's loving being in the water, Theo. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. So Eeyore's like, all right, little Rue, just grab my tail, and you'll be all right. And he's trying to, like, dip his tail in the water, but it's not really working. So um, Pooh is like, well, hang on. So he he has an idea and he waits two pools below Rue and he has a long pole and Kanga holds one end. So then Rue is still, it says he's bubbling proudly. Look at me swimming. And he bumps against the pole <laughs> and then climbs out. And then when he gets out, do you want to read what he says to everyone? Did you see me swimming? Pooh, did you see me swimming? That's called swimming, what I was doing. Rabbit, did you see me swimming? Hello? Hello? What do you think I was doing? Swimming. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think I was doing? Swimming. (laughs) So Christopher Robin, yeah. Yeah, he's looking strangely at Pooh, and he's like, Pooh, where did you get that pole that you just put in the water? And he was like, oh, I just found it. I thought it would be useful. And he's like, Pooh, you have found the North Pole. And everyone is so proud. And poor poor Eeyore Eeyore is sitting in the water with his tail all cold. And he's like, well, I tried. Tell Rue to grab my tail quickly. It's getting cold. But Rue's like, oh, I'm here. And everyone's like, oh, he's already gone. But Eeyore says, 
just like I expected, lost all feeling, numbed it. Well, as long as nobody minds, I suppose it's all right. Wow. You, know, you can't feel his tail anymore because it's just, you know, it's tacked so on. So Christopher Robin's like, well, I'll dry it off for you. Dang. Uh, well, let's just skip over all this part. So he's like, yeah, Pooh found the North Pole. This is great. And that's what we were looking for. And so they stick the pole in the ground and Christopher Robin ties a little note on it that says, North Pole dicks overed by Pooh. Pooh. Pooh found it. <laughs> like random capitalized letters. <laughs> yeah. Pooh found it. Um, and then they, he goes back home and he's very proud of himself. I think it's funny. The narrator ends it by saying, and I think, but I'm not quite sure that Rue had a hot bath and went straight to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Theo, producer of the podcast you're currently listening to called Fire the Cannon. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing and you'd like to support our podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash fire the cannon. On our Patreon, you can find multiple rewards tiers. For just $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. For $5 a month, you also get a Fire the Cannon sticker. And the more you give, the better the prizes get. So check it out. It's www.patreon.com slash fire the cannon and cannon is spelled c-a-n-o-n all right now back to the episode so that's kind of the biggest one that's kind of the set piece no there's an even bigger one the next chapter is way more dramatic yeah way like, more seriously. dramatic. <laughs> oh okay it's called in which piglet is entirely surrounded by water oh how could it get more dramatic theo says more dramatic than rue swimming yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so it's raining and Piglet is like, it says, Piglet told himself that never in all his life, and he was, he was goodness knows how old, three was it, or four? Never had he seen so much rain. So it's literally, it's raining for days and days, and he's thinking, oh, I wish I was in one of my friend's house because now I'm all alone. And he's thinking, oh, I wonder how Christopher Robin's doing, and I wonder if Rabbit is flooded out. So he's just like imagining conversations. At first, he's a little excited, but then he realizes that he's a very small animal entirely surrounded by water, and that Christopher Robin and Pooh could climb away, Kanga could jump, Rabbit could burrow, Eeyore could fly, or Owl could fly, sorry. <laughs> Owl could fly. He just helicopters that tail around by. And Eeyore could make a loud noise until rescued, but Piglet can't do a thing. <laughs> Piglet can't be loud? Apparently. No, he's too tiny. If you want to hear his honest opinion on his friends, he is about to give it. Oh. You want to read that paragraph, Jackie? <laughs> He's spilling the tea. <laughs> he is spilling the tea. So he says, look. Oh, at this point, the water is almost all the way up to Piglet's window. And he says to himself, look, why is this happening to me? Like, Pooh, he doesn't even have a brain, but he never comes to any harm. He does silly things and everything turns out fine for him. <gasps> Owl hasn't really got a brain either, but he knows things. He would know the right thing to do rabbit he's not book learnt but he can always think of a clever plan there's kanga she's not clever kanga isn't but she would be so anxious about rue she would do a good thing without thinking about it uh, and then there's eeyore and eeyore is so miserable anyway that he wouldn't even mind drowning <laughs> he wouldn't even mind that's cool <laughs> it's cool that he just like gossiped about all his friends to no one <laughs> i want to know eeyore's perspective on his friends Mm. But Piglet does seem like the best one. Yeah. Oh, like he's got the snarkiest remarks. Yeah, don't you think? Maybe Rabbit. Yeah, Rabbit is like, well, he's he doesn't he hasn't read books, but he's clever enough he can think of something. I think that's a compliment. Whereas Kanga's not clever at all, but she's so anxious that she would just figure it out. <laughs> no. It's the power of motherhood. Yeah, it's the power of motherhood. It's the power of love. Yeah. 
But why would she say, why is it, what do you mean she's not clever? She got the better of you, Piglet. That's true. Uh, but he doesn't realize that. He thought she was tricked by him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, from his perspective, she thought he was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but really, we know the situation. Oh, it's dramatic irony. So he's like, but I wonder what Christopher Robin would do. And then he remembers Christopher Robin had once told him a story about a man who was lost at sea, and he put a message in a bottle and threw it out there. So he's like, well, maybe I'll do that. And so what he writes is, it's so funny. It's hard because all these things are misspelled, and it's hard to, like, read them. It says, help, piglet. P-I-G-L-I-T, parentheses, me. On the other side of the note, he writes, it's me, Piglet, help, help. And then he (laughs) puts the paper in the bottle and he corks it up and he throws it. And he's like, well, now somebody will have to do something. And And so this is something where I think like sometimes there's really actually very good writing because it says after he throws the bottle out the window, he watched it floating slowly away in the distance until his eyes ached with looking. Which is pretty good. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. So he's like, well, I've done all I can do. So now somebody else is going to have to do something. And I hope they'll do it soon. Because if they don't, I'll have to swim, which I can't. So I hope they do it soon. So And it switches over to Pooh. And it says, well, when it had started to rain, he was asleep. And so he's been sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. You know, he discovered the North Pole. It was a very big day for him. He had to recover. Yeah. He had asked Christopher Robin if there were any other poles that a bear of little brain could discover. Christopher Robin's like, there's a South Pole and there's probably an East and a West Pole, but people don't like talking about them. (laughs) Who just thinks he's going to discover another one? Like, he accidentally discovered the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was easy enough. But he's so proud. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Nobody else discovered it, did they? So he did go on an expedition to find the East Pole by himself. The narrator doesn't remember if he found it or not. So that's why he's dreaming for so long because he's so tired from trying to find the east pole all day (laughs) and he dreamed that um the east pole was very very cold and had all sorts of snow and ice um and he was feeling cold because he found a beehive to sleep in in his dream but it wasn't big enough for his whole body he had to leave his legs outside and so wild woozles Mm -hmm. came and nibbled all the hair off his legs to make nests for their young. (laughs) And now I will tell you, when I read this yesterday, I read that as they nibbled all the hair off his legs so they could lay eggs in his legs. No, Jackie. Oh my gosh. But as I just read it, I realized it's to take the hair away and make a nest Yeah, and also it doesn't call it hair on his legs, which is kind of a gross thing. It calls it fur. Sorry, all all the fur. You keep saying hair. (laughs) Why? Winnie the Pooh's hairy legs. No, they're furry. I I was like, oh my God, they're going to lay eggs in his flesh. (laughs) Eggs in his legs. Don't think so. Lego my egos has a whole new meaning. Gross. (laughs) Okay, so his legs are getting colder and he wakes up and then he realizes that his legs are like, actually, he's sitting in a chair and his legs are in water and that there's water all around his house. And that's why he was cold. Yep. Yeah. So he's like, well, this is bad. So he gets all of his pots of honey that he can find, 10 of his biggest pots, and he climbs up into a tree. And as the days go by, there's 10 pots, then 9, then 8, and then finally there's no pots. I knew that was going to happen. On the morning of the fourth day, um, Piglet's bottle comes floating, and Pooh thinks, oh my god, it's honey. So he jumps in, gets the bottle, and then he's like, well, that was pointless. and was wet for nothing. nothing. (laughs) So he says, hmm, it's a message. A message. A message. And all he can tell is that it has the letter P, so he's like, well, that means poo. So it must be a message for me, but I can't read it. So I have to take it to someone who can read. Only I can't swim. So he's like, well, how can I How can I get through the water now to get to someone who can read? And he does a good job of reasoning this out. He does a good job, yeah. If a bottle can float, then a jar can float. 
and if a jar floats, I can sit on the top of it if it's a very big jar. So he corks up his biggest jar and he says, well, all boats have a name, so this one will be called the Floating Bear. Mm -hmm. And he like jumps in and it says like there was a struggle for a while between Pooh and the Floating Bear to see which of them would be on top, but finally they settled (laughs) it down with Pooh like riding on top of the floating bear and paddling with his feet Mm -hmm. but so we find out what's been going on with Christopher Robin which is that his house was at the top of the forest and he would look down into the valleys and think like oh this is so jolly and I'm like are you a sociopath your little friends live in those valleys like rabbit and his relations and stuff like they live underground (laughs) yeah but really they're stuffed animals that live in his house right what about Alexander Beetle well he's fine he's with his aunt yeah okay well where does she live (laughs) Anyway, so Christopher Robin, it says every day he's been going out with his umbrella and putting a stick where the water line is. And then he did that every morning, but every the next morning, the stick would be covered by water. So it was going higher and higher until he realized he was living on an island and he was so excited. Mm-hmm. So Owl finally flies up and he's like, Owl, I'm on an island. Woohoo. <laughs> Owl says the flood level has reached an unprecedented height. And Christopher Robin says the who? And Owl says there's a lot of water about. So Jackie, I guess that disproves your theory from a chapter ago. Uh, no, because Owl now is being voiced by Milne and Christopher you, Robin. No, you just said none of no, them can know I'm things. Make- You're wrong. You were obviously wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Obviously wrong. I think this is Milne's fault. I think Jackie is right and Milne was inconsistent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was not inconsistent. (laughs) I bet if we go back through the first half again, we'll find other things. No. I mean, Rabbit is better at spelling than Christopher Robin. No. Yes, he is. I also know that he was born. No, A.A. Milne's birthday is September 30th and he's wrong. About (laughs) when is January 18th? Yeah. All right. Well, you're being consistent at least. I'm being consistent. That's right. That sort of bear. So anyway, um, Owl's like, well, have you seen Pooh anywhere? And he's like, you know, I've been wondering about that. No, Christopher Robin's asking. Oh, okay. Owl doesn't really care. (laughs) Yeah. Owl says, "Uh, nope, I haven't seen them. And he's like, well, I've been wondering. And I, I expect Piglet's probably with him, but I wonder if they're all right. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. They're probably fine. He's like, well, go and see because Pooh hasn't got very much brain and he might do something silly. And I love him so. Do you see, Owl? Aw, that's cute. Mm -hmm. So Owl goes off and he's like, all right, I'll be right back. So he comes back and he's like, nope, Pooh's not there. He's been sitting on a branch. Why didn't he say this before? He said, well, he had been sitting on a branch out there with nine pots of honey, but he isn't there now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which he clearly knew that before. So like, why didn't you tell him that when he asked? Well, maybe he figured it out because Pooh started with 10 pots. And he took one pot away. So maybe Owl is saying, "Oh, he just sees the nine deducing pots. that he was sitting on the branch because there's nine pots of wow. money there." Yeah, very smart. So anyway, talking to me or Owl? Oh, Owl, not you. I mean, Owl should have said he deduced it, not he knew it. <laughs> Christopher Robin would be like, "What? You whated it?" Yeah. Anyway, so Christopher Robin says, Pooh, where are you? And it says, a growly voice behind him says, here I am. Whoa. <laughs> Which is scary. <laughs> like, why now all of a sudden does he sound like a bear? What's it going to be? It's Pooh. Oh, it is Pooh. Though. And <laughs> they hug each other and he's like, how'd you get <laughs> What's here? What's it going to be? I thought it was going to be some monster or something. <laughs> it's Pooh. It's the schoolyard bully. He's like, here is Pooh. Yeah, that's, that'd be awesome. But anyway, so Pooh's like, oh, I came over on my boat because someone 
someone sent me a message in a bottle and I couldn't read it because I had some water in my eyes. So I brought it to you. <laughs> Christopher Robin's like, oh, it's from Piglet. And Pooh's like, isn't there anything about Pooh in there? And Christopher Robin reads the message and Pooh's like, oh, are those peas piglets? I thought they were Poohs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he says, well, we've got to rescue him. I thought he was with you, Pooh, but Owl, don't you think you could go get him? And Owl says, I don't think um, it is doubtful if the necessary dorsal muscles. And so he's like, well, could you just fly there and, like, tell him we're going to come rescue him at least? He's like, go on, quick. Yeah. So he's like, Pooh, where's your boat? We can go together. And he's like, well, I ought to say that it's not an ordinary sort of boat. Sometimes it's a boat, and sometimes it's more of an accident. It all depends. (laughs) And he's like, well, depends on what? And he says, on whether I'm on top of it or underneath it. (laughs) So they look, and he's like, it's a jar. And Christopher Robin's like, well, it's too small for both of us. And then, yeah, it's going to be three with Piglet, so that's going to make it even smaller. So they think about it. And at this point, Christopher Robin, very cutely of Pooh, at least, Christopher Robin is like, wow, that was brave and clever of you to float here on a jar. And it says, the more Christopher Robin thought it, the more Pooh looked modestly down his nose and tried to pretend he wasn't. This (laughs) is quite funny, the parts with all of the letters after his name, because Christopher Robin's like, what are we going to do? And it says, this bear, all of his titles... Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh, FOP, Friend of Piglets, RC, Rabbit's Companion, PD, Pole Discoverer, EC and TF, Eeyore's Comforter and Tail Finder. (laughs) So he has a wonderful idea. He says, wait a second, we might go in your umbrella. And so Christopher Robin realizes that he, he looks at his umbrella and it's point down in the water and it's kind of floating there. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is so smart. And Pooh got in, and it says he was just beginning to say that it was all right when he found that it wasn't. So after a short drink, which he didn't really want, he waded back to Christopher Robin. <laughs> and so then they found out that if they both got in it at the same time, it wouldn't tip over. Yeah. So Christopher Robin is so proud, and he says, I shall call this boat the Brain of Pooh. And you can imagine Piglet's joy when they see this this ship sailing towards him. It, I mean, it's all it's just all good. We can't cover everything. Just bear in mind that <laughs> there's like twice as much stuff as we're saying. Yeah. So anyway, they rescue Piglet. By the time they rescue him, Piglet had actually almost kind of drowned, but it wasn't because of the water. It was because Owl was telling him such a boring story that he started to fall asleep. And as he was falling asleep, he was slipping out the window until he was only holding on by his toes. That's good. He says, yeah, I was telling the story and the story went on and on rather like this sentence. And then the sentence goes on (laughs) for like a very long time. And then he's like, well, that's the end of the story and I'm really tired of writing it. So I'm going to stop. That's the end of chapter nine. Yeah. He says, I'm very tired after that last sentence. (laughs) Yep. So they saved Piglet. Chapter 10 is the last. The final chapter of the book. Ooh. That was the big scene, Theo. The centerpiece. You think that was more than the trip to the North Pole? Yes. They didn't go to the North Pole. They just walked for like 30 minutes. Piglet almost drowned. They discovered the North Pole. Can't please everyone. So chapter 10, in which Christopher Robin gives a poo party and we say (laughs) goodbye. Now it's beginning to be springtime and the rain is all going away and the sun comes out and all the streams go back to being little, you know, cute little streams instead of like giant big rivers there's some good forest description 
Yeah, one day when the sun had come back over the forest, bringing with it the scent of May, and all the streams of the forest were tinkling happily to find themselves their own pretty shape again, and the little pools lay dreaming of the life they had seen and the big things they had done. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, it goes on, and it's all cute. Mm-hmm. Christopher Ross, I just like that they, the pools were dreaming of all the big things they had done when they were really big pools. Yeah. So Christopher Robin goes to Owl, and he says, I'm going to give a party. And it's going to be a special party because it's because of what Pooh did when he did what he did to save Piglet from the flood. So he says, will you tell Pooh as quickly as you can and all the others because the party's going to be tomorrow. So Owl decides to go and do this. And he says, Pooh, Christopher Robin's going to give a party. And he's like, oh, are there going to be little cakes there? And Owl says it felt like it was beneath him to talk about little cakes. So he told Pooh exactly what Christopher Robin said and then flew away. (laughs) He's so rude. And Pooh is so excited. And he's like, party Party for me? me? How grand. (laughs) And he starts thinking, I wonder if all the other attendees are going to know that this party is for me. And if it's a special poo party (laughs) yeah and and are they going to know that it's because of the floating bear and the brain of poo and all these wonderful ships i invented and all of this and then he starts getting anxious and he's like what if everybody forgot about it what if nobody knows what the party is for and so he begins to think of a a little song and it's called anxious poo song because he's so scared now and it's three cheers for poo for who for poo why what did he do i thought you knew he saved his friend from a wetting See, Theo, he didn't have to go to the wedding. It says wetting. A wetting. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Three cheers for Bear. For where? For Bear. He couldn't swim, but he rescued him. He rescued who? Oh, listen, do. I'm talking of poo. Of who? Of poo. Three cheers for the wonderful Winnie the Pooh. Just tell me, somebody, what did he do? And that's his song. That's a long song. And he's going to... He's going to sing that to people at the party to, so they know what <laughs> Oh, he's it just singing it's it to himself. It's just a song about his worries uh, about what's uh, going to happen at the party. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it would be great to like write some sort of ballad where it's like, these are the things Theo's done. And then people would learn about my life without having to talk to me. And then they'd, they'd get all caught up on Theo <laughs> yeah. and then we could have like a, a real conversation. Oh, you know? like that would be your voice message on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> voice message. <laughs> You can, on Hinge now, right, you mm-hmm. record a message so people can tell what your voice sounds like. So the nasally so thing won't nasally happen. nasally or not. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm like, why didn't you come up with this 10 years ago? <laughs> you, you could fake that. You could fake it so easily. I mean, but you might not want to. Honestly. You get your friend with the sexiest voice to say it. <laughs> well, then I'd be furious. Yeah, because I, I keep doing voiceovers for everybody. If this had been around when I was like no. 20, who knows who I'd be dating today. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason I stayed away from Ooh. online dating for so long is because I was so pissed off about that nasal man. In the Uber last night that I was taking back to the airport, the yeah. guy had like the most like sonorous, rich voice. And he was just like, because <laughs> when I got in the oh, car, oh, oh, oh. my backpack like hit a little pole that was standing on the street and it knocked the top of it off. Like it was clearly a North pole. It was like a metal pole in a parking lot and it was clearly already broken. But someone had just like stuck it back on the top like precariously mm. perched it there and then I knocked it off and it like went clattering everywhere and he said well somebody oughtn't to have put that there <laughs> and so like we're in LA we're driving around Total and I was LA like guy. has anyone ever told you that you sound like you could be a voice actor and he says uh many times many times you know actually in my previous this literally happened I'm not joking he said you know in my previous life I was an international correspondent for NBC News and I was like oh well why did you stop doing that and he's like Fired for sexual harassment. I'm Matt Lauer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's oh no, no, no. So, um, yeah, he was just like, well, uh, 
you know, different reasons. And I, I started going into my Obama impressions. So that's why I had to stop because I realized I was no longer doing him. Wait. <laughs> oh, well, you know, oh, I he, thought you were saying oh, you started doing <laughs> it to the driver. You're like, well, get a load of this. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like if I was like, well, what, what do you think this one is? <laughs> no, no, no. He was like, yeah, in my previous life, I was a correspondent for NBC News, and I don't do this on purpose. I was just born like this. It just, it just is my gift. It comes naturally. And he's I was like, lying. there's no way this is how you naturally talk. Yeah, he's lying. And I was like, oh, are you from L.A.? And he's like, no, I'm from Zimbabwe. And I was like, there is no way this is how you naturally talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's lying. No, I, I don't know. It was interesting. Anyway. I got to look that guy up and see if he was really a correspondent or not. So, okay. So Eeyore and Owl are talking and he's like, Christopher Robin's having a party. And Eeyore's like, I suppose they'll be sending me down the odd bits, which got trodden on kind and thoughtful. Not at all. Don't mention it. And Owl's like, no, you're invited to the party. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? And he says, I have an invitation. And he's like, okay, who dropped it? And he's like, no, it's nothing to eat. You're being invited to the party. And Eeyore's like, oh, you mean Piglet, the little fellow with the excited ears. I'll tell him. And Owl's like, no, you, you're invited. <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, I'm sure Christopher Robin said all of them, all of them. Tell all of them except for Eeyore. And he's like, no, Owl. He said all of them. Owl says, no, all of them. <laughs> Eeyore's like, ah, oh, it must be a mistake, but either way, I'll come. <laughs> And he says, but don't blame me if it rains. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to stick that in there. But it didn't rain. No. So there was a long table that Christopher Robin made out of a piece of wood, and they sat around it, and all, everybody was there. It was the first party Rue had ever been to, and he was really excited. And he's so excited that he starts hiccuping, and he's saying hello to everybody. Eeyore is like, it'll rain soon. See if it doesn't. Can you do that in a Frank voice, Theo? It'll rain soon. See if it doesn't. <laughs> That's perfect Eeyore. <laughs> really? Perfect Eeyore. Yeah. Not very good Frank, though. We should record this. Oh. You can do Eeyore. <laughs> I bet I could do poo, too. Okay, do it. Uh, I'm a pig of no simple fortune. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did you say? A pig of what? I don't know. A no simple fortune. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's famous catchphrase. I'm a pig of no simple fortune. (laughs) I'm a pig and my finances are incredibly complicated. (laughs) I am wealthy, yes, but it's all tied up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a pig with assets in crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Panama Papers, you didn't see him. I'm not in there. (laughs) So anyway, Christopher Robin starts banging on the table with a spoon and he says, now look, this is a party because of what someone did and we all know who it was and it's his party. Oh my God. Because of what he did. And I've got a present for him. And here it is. I hope it's poo. He's looking for the present. And Eeyore coughs in a very impressive way. This is so embarrassing. And he's like, friends, <clears throat> including oddments. It is a great pleasure. Oh, no. Or perhaps I'd better say it has been a pleasure so far to see you at my party. Eeyore. What I did was nothing. Any of you, except Rabbit and Owl and Kanga, would have done the same. <laughs> oh, and Pooh. My remarks do not, of course, apply to Piglet and Rue because they are too small. Any of you would have done the same. But it just happened to be me. It was not, I need hardly say, with an idea of getting what Christopher Robin is looking for now. And then it says he puts his front legs to his mouth and says, try under the table. Because he's looking for the present. And he says, well, what I this did— This is Eeyore saying this? 
Eeyore, yeah, Eeyore. He thinks it's a party for him. He says, I did what I did because I feel that we should all do what we can to help. I feel we should all blah, blah, blah. And he's like going on. And everyone's like, what's going on, Eeyore? This is when Rue starts to hiccup. Yeah. Piglet whispers to Pooh and says, I thought this was your party. And Pooh says, I thought it was once, but I suppose it isn't. <laughs> Piglet <laughs> says, I'd sooner it was yours than Eeyore's. And Pooh says, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Christopher Robin finds the present and he's like, oh, here it is. Pass it down to Pooh. It's for Pooh. And Eeyore's like, for Pooh? And he's like, yeah, of course it is. The best bear in all the known. In all the world, sorry. In all the known. <laughs> um, Eeyore says, I might have known. After all, one can't complain. I have my friends. Somebody spoke to me only yesterday. And it was last week or the week before that. Rabbit bumped into me and said, bother. The social round. Always something going on. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like something Eeyore would do. Why did, why did they have Eeyore do that? I guess because he stuck his tail in the water to rescue Rue. And he didn't realize that Pooh did the thing with the piglet or whatever. Because Christopher Robin was pretty vague. But I would expect every other character to do that. Nobody else had a tail. Well, I would expect any other character to think it was about them. Owl, rabbit, piglet. Well, Owl had to know it was Pooh. Why? Because Christopher Robin told him. Well, you could, you could just change the story so Owl doesn't know. No, the only one who didn't see the rescue was Eeyore. But I get it. It's not really his personality, is it? That's but wrong. it just happened. So anyway, so everyone is like... <laughs> Everyone's like, open it, Pooh, open it. It's funny because like he's always assuming that he's getting the short end of the stick, but then the one time that somebody is getting something that he's not, he's, he's like... He's always wrong no matter what he assumes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead and open it. So Pooh opens it, and it's a, it's a special pencil case, and it says... There were pencils in it marked B for bear and HB for helping bear and BB for brave bear, which of course is not true. This is just in the UK. This is how they mark the hardness of lead. Yeah. Mm. It's just how hard the lead is. But so then there's a knife for sharpening and it says there's India rubber for rubbing out anything you spell wrong in a ruler. And there's inches on the ruler and there's blue pencils, red, green. And it says all these lovely things are in little pockets of their own in a special case which shut with a click when you clicked it. And they were all for Pooh. And mm-hmm. oh, said Pooh. Oh, Pooh, said everyone else except Eeyore. So the party's over now and everyone had a wonderful time. And Pooh and Piglet are walking home together thoughtfully in the golden evening and they're silent for a while and then piglet says something he says Pooh, when you wake up in the morning what's the first thing you say to yourself and Pooh says well what's for breakfast why what do you say piglet piglet says i say i wonder what's going to happen exciting today and Pooh nods and he says it's the same thing. Wow. Anyways, so now now we're back in the frame narrative. And Christopher Robin says, well, what happened the next morning? And the narrator says, I don't know. And Christopher Robin says, could you think about it and tell me and Pooh sometime? And the narrator says, if you want it very much. And Christopher Robin says, well, Pooh does. So then he, of course, mm-hmm. picks Winnie the Pooh up by the leg again and walks off. And then he turns around and says... Coming to see me have my bath? And the narrator says, I might. (laughs) And Christopher Robin asks, well, was Pooh's pencil case better than mine? The narrator says, it was just the same. Hmm. He just nods and walks away. You hear Winnie the Pooh going bump, bump, bump up the stairs behind him because he's dragging him by his little leg. That's cute. Well, that's the end of it. What do you think, Thea? That's pretty good. 
That's pretty good, yeah. But you started hating it because of Eeyore's speech. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get that Eeyore could do that, but I think there are just so many other characters who would more likely do that. Well, the reason it's so funny is because he just, like, disses everybody. He's like, look, any of you could have done this. Except except for all of you. And also, we're not counting you guys. Yeah. But anyway, I'm the one who did it. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that could be, like, Owl could have done that. Piglet could have done that. He's already dissing people. In the previous chapter. Here's the thing. Did you notice that anyone was missing? Uh, All of Rabbit's associates. No, they were there. Alexander Beetle. (laughs) Oh, there's a character, very famous character, who was not in this book at all. Oh, I do know it. I do know it. Bruno de Bergerac. (laughs) I know it. I know it. Who? Tigger. Exactly. I always found Tigger very annoying when I was growing up, so I'm glad. He's in the sequel. He's in the sequel book is called The House at Pooh Corner, and it's also really, really good. Is it sort of the same thing, like a different story each chapter? It's the same thing in that it's the same stories. It's just Tigger's in them now. Oh, it's the same stories, but from Tigger's perspective. So he's like, I was doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) Another day, another time I wasn't in the Hundred Acre Woods with them. So now you want to rank the characters? Let's rank the characters, or at least say opinions. I have a very strong opinion. Okay, what's your strong opinion? My favorite is Kanga. Kanga's pretty funny. She's no nonsense. She's a badass bitch. (laughs) She doesn't like fall for any of their stuff. Like they're just going to be talking like Owl's going to blabber at her about whatever. And she's like not even listening. She's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) She's just like focused on her kid. Like, yeah. She's the only one with a job. She's the only one who works in this freaking woods. Like everybody else is just living off the government teat. And here she is like doing the damn thing, doing it all. Single mother. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag feminism. It is interesting how everybody just lives alone. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. I did think that when Piglet was like, oh, no, it's raining and now I'm in here alone. I'm like, why don't they all just live together? They want their own space. Oh, that's Jackie's solution to everything. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you wait till the house at Pooh Corner? Mm. And then you'll see. They talk about the housing situation in the Hundred Acre Wood. Oh, really? Yeah. Rent's too high? Oh, they can't do it because of, like, permits and stuff. You gotta find out when we cover the sequel. When Rachel and I lived in a house together in Chapel Hill, uh, there was a rule that you could only have four non-related people living in a house together so the other ones would have to be like family members or related somehow or it was legally a brothel in north carolina Mm. yeah and so we had five bedrooms so i think we had to say like one of us is related to the other one or something surely it would be me and sean i guess yeah the only two filipinos oh well wait i I was gonna say because we're the only part filipinos but all the rest of you were 100 percent white so that would also work fine (laughs) (laughs) no rachel white is the default anything else is what's interesting um but the other thing was that sean's bedroom had like this it wasn't a walk-in closet by any stretch of the imagination it was a closet that went underneath of the stairs so it was really deep and like you couldn't stand up in it harry potter closet honestly basically like that and sean's friend who i won't name requested to let him live in that closet like be a sixth roommate do you remember this rachel he like messaged me and he was like i won't be any trouble at all i promise like you won't even know i'm there and i was like i don't (laughs) that's actually kind of creepy to think there's someone living under your stairs that you don't even know is there (laughs) but yeah he he tried to live under the stairs this guy he was like i'll i won't i promise it won't be a problem like nobody will know i'm there the the realtor won't find out like I, I, I'll pay like whatever you want me to pay like it's fine I won't use that much energy and I was like my dude you can't live in a closet that's just not gonna happen like Sean's not gonna want that because it's in his room but also like you just can't do that I don't think that's healthy I don't think that's good for you and he was like begging and I was like no nope, can't let that happen maybe he wants to live in a closet 
Uh, I think he lives in a normal place now. And he probably regrets it every day. No, I think he just really wanted, like, a very cheap place to live, and the closet was the best thing he could think about. Would you have just charged him less, or is he just thinking, like, split six ways, this would be really cheap? No, I think we would have definitely had to charge him less. <laughs> he wouldn't be living in a closet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd be like, well, if you want it that bad, just split the rent six ways. No, because it was in Sean's room. You would have to pay me to let someone live in my closet of my bedroom. Like, a lot of money. Yeah, maybe I didn't, like, say it right because I'm tired. But I feel like that's the funny part is that he was acting like all you're giving up is this closet. Literally nothing no else will, will be notice. affected by my living in this house. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, of course people will notice. Like, you're going to have to shower. You're going to have stuff. You're going to be coming in and out. Like, it, it's not just going to be, like, the man in the closet. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> you will be living in the house. You'll be using the kitchen, like, all this stuff. Yeah, right. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll get a hot plate. No one will know. Well, Theo, favorite character, least favorite? I thought we were going to do a definitive ranking. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Jackie says Kanga is her favorite. I really like Winnie the Pooh a lot. I also like Kanga and Rue. Wow. Okay, here's the thing. I like them in the book, but I don't like them as people. And that's Rabbit, Owl, and Christopher Robin. And Piglet, too, probably, right? Piglet, for me, is mid. You don't like Christopher Robin? No, because he looked at his friends potentially drowning, and he was like, ha, 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 what a jolly time. I live on an <laughs> island. I get to live on an island. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know the severity of the situation. He saw that no, the valley was filling with water. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. He didn't okay, he didn't. for me, Kanga... Kangaroo and Pooh are top tier. I think I like Eeyore and then Piglet. Then I don't really like Owl, Christopher Robin, or Rabbit. I like Piglet because he's kind of like a, he just, I feel like he's the little kid of the story. Hmm. Kind of immature. He was so sad when he popped the balloon. He has self-esteem issues and so does Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to hang out with them as much as I'd want to hang out with Pooh. I think Owl's my least favorite for sure. Worse than Rabbit? Well, Rabbit. Rabbit planned a kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) No, a stealing. (laughs) A stealing of a child. Don't have to mention the last part. Rabbit at least feeds Pooh and. um, True. Yeah. But Owl is very smart. Owl appears more in the second book. Owl didn't even give you a present at all. True. But he went to the party, I guess. The party Christopher Robin threw for him. Well, you know, that's why I like Kanga. Because it's just like, you know, you could be like, you could be together alone. Or alone together. You pick. Why? (laughs) Here's why Kanga isn't a good friend. She never listened to anyone the entire time. The whole time she was like... Because they were trying to steal her kid. Yeah, but you know that behavior appears elsewhere. Well, although, although actually... Remember, she hangs out with Pooh every Tuesday and gives him jumping lessons. I would like jumping lessons. I think that is pretty impressive because, you know, when you have a chance as a single mom to, like, get your kid watched by someone else, like, Rue goes to hang out with Rabbit every Tuesday. That's pretty She good. could be using that time for, like, self-care or cleaning or chores or something. But instead, no, she gives her friend Pooh jumping lessons. That's what she does with her day off. Yeah. She is a good friend. She is a um, good friend, I guess. I bet there's something sinister to it. <laughs> we got to read the sequel. I'm going to teach All him right. to jump right off so, the So, Theo, who do you dislike? Pooh, Alexander Beetle. Rue. Uh, hair. Hair. Piglet, Hoglet. Hoglet. They're just all bad. The the owl. Wait, you were naming the bad yeah. ones? Yeah. Yeah, he was ranking the You said the you worst. liked Rue, though, and now you're saying Rue's bad? I didn't say Rue yet. No, you put him at the top of the bad list. No, I didn't say Rue. You said Rue, Pooh. You did. Rue's the only one of pure spirit. All right. Anyway, I like my ranking the most, obviously. <laughs> my opinion is tied for least good ranking between you and Jackie. Oh, wait. Are we firing it? No. We always forget to fire no. things. We're not firing it at all, right? 
but we always forget to fire things. I'm remembering that I don't want to fire You're it. saying every time we don't fire something, it's because we forgot to fire Usually. it? You love this. You were talking about how much you love it for like two days. I don't think the cannon is good enough for Winnie the Pooh. Oh. I think it should leave the cannon. Start its own thing. So you think Winnie the Pooh is the best book we've ever read on this podcast? So far, yes. <laughs> so you think we need to fire everything else? Yeah, and start all over again. New canon. It all has to be as good as Winnie the Pooh. And so far, nothing has been. I'm actually. This is the first one I'm actually thinking about reading. Well, anyway, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I love Winnie the Pooh, and I've always loved Winnie the Pooh. And I am, honestly, I'm thrilled that it holds up. I was a little worried. I think it's a great story. It needs a better main character, but other than that. Better than Pooh? You think <laughs> Rue. It should have been Winnie the Rue. <laughs> uh, what about Winnie the RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, just mash it up. Oh, I like a good mashup. Yeah. Well, it is uh, five in the morning in Singapore, and I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> that makes you sleepy just thinking about it? About what time it is in Singapore. <laughs> like, I was full of energy, and then I thought about the time change, and now I'm drained. You know what they say? It's five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock a.m., that is. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to sleep, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so go back to bed. <laughs> Three more hours, yeah. I don't feel guilty good. about going to sleep. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, someday in the future, we will be covering the house at Pooh Corner, right? Like, we've got to find out how it ends. Terrifying. It's a deal. Let's just do it next. Well, I think it's probably better to take a little break. It's like, no, I got to get it over with. I'm tired no, of this. going to be all poo all the time. Yeah. All right. But actually, Theo, maybe when we do cover the house at Pooh Corner, you could read it. That would be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be a surprise. <laughs> maybe we can make that a stretch goal on Patreon. Like, if we get a certain number of patrons, Theo will read the house at Pooh Corner. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, guys. We hope you enjoyed the finale of Winnie the Pooh. You can reach us on our Instagram, yeah. TikTok, and Twitter at FireTheCannonPod. Our Gmail is FireTheCannonPodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook has an official page for announcements, as well as a discussion group at FireTheCannonPodcast. Our website, kindly made for us by Stephen, is FireTheCannonPod.com. No, as always, our Patreon can be found Patreon.com slash FireTheCannon. Love it. And we have a lot of bonus material. In fact, tomorrow we will be recording two bonus Patreon-exclusive episodes. One of them Count is about a very bad pope. The other one is a mystery idea Theo had that he won't tell us. Wait, I didn't know that. I didn't know we were doing two. Well, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. And Wait, Theo, do you really have a plan? He does. Yeah. He's been talking about okay. it so long. Are we going to do the thing where we get to it and you're like, oh, oh shit, I didn't shit. actually plan anything. Sorry. <laughs> no, I have a plan. Oh, my God. You think he is some kind okay. of Pooh Bear? I'm so different than Pooh Bear. <laughs> you just talked about how similar you are like a couple times in this episode. You know what I realized the theme of this episode should have been? What? Hubris. Poobris. You know how people call it, say Winnie the Pooh in it when you're naked from the shirt down or yeah. when you only wear a shirt? Yeah. We should have done that. What? People say we that. We should have been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I got up multiple times. 
<laughs> well, you wouldn't have done that, of course. I don't call it Winnie the Pooh in it. I call it Pooh Bear in it. Oh. But it's the same concept. I actually try never to have that happen. I think that's the worst look. Really? Well, you don't expect no. people to be looking at you. I don't expect it. I demand it. I just always put the bottom on first. I always, uh, what's the opposite of Pooh Bear? You bear poo The opposite it. of Pooh Bear? I don't know. Probably like bear Tommy poo. Pickles. Bear poo. Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Doesn't he wear a shirt? Probably. Pretty sure he always wears a shirt. Yeah, he wears he wears like a little midriff shirt a and a crop diaper. Top and a diaper. Is there's one who's who's shirtless, right? A baby? Oh, that's what I mean. You're baby in it. Baby. <laughs> You're adult baby no. in it. All right. Well, next time maybe we'll poo bear it or Winnie the Pooh. Okay. I just always do everything I do, whether it's getting dressed or putting on makeup or whatever. I always start with what is the thing that I would need if the fire alarm rang right now and I'd have to run outside. Oh, huh. wow. You do the most important thing first. I see. So like mascara. You put on your shoes. Mm. Mascara. You put on your, you put shoes, your shoes, then, on then and you then put on pants. your undies. Shoes, then mascara, then pants. Then underwear. Then underwear. <laughs> She's <laughs> yeah. Superman. Then it. lip gloss, then a shirt. <laughs> Can't be seen without my gloss. <laughs> Gotta have my gloss. <laughs> no one's gonna be looking down there if my lips aren't looking good. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh yeah, I guess if you just, your face was so beautiful, you would distract people from your nakedness on the bottom. So maybe that's just what it's all about. Yeah. The hideousness of your lower half. Yeah. Or my lower half is so bad. (laughs) Just look at the face. What makes your face look even better? Even better. Oh, nice. (laughs) There you go. Okay. All right. That's enough. We're getting out of here. Jackie's got to go back to bed. Ta-ta for now. TTFN, as I say. Bye, everyone. I've been Rachel. I've been Theo. Theo, put your tongue back in your mouth. God.